the NFL stands for not for long. Upset, Sharga and Armstead. Roll out, Walker still running out. Looks to the left, wide open, Thompson touchdown. Colin Thompson with the touchdown. There was nobody within 20 yards. What of a catch off the bobble. Colin Thompson scoops it up. Lofting corner of the end zone. It is caught for the touchdown. The first NFL touch for Colin Thompson is a score. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Colin Thompson Show. Presented by Not For Long Media and our friends at the Fudge Kitchen, shipping fudge and sweet treats across the country. Talking to my mom down there this week, who's uh, got multiple stores down in Cape May, and she's right next to the Fudge Kitchen there. And they said it's just bedlam in that store. So <laughs> it's that time of the year where everyone's getting each other gifts and chocolates and all that good stuff. You can ship it right to your house. FudgeKitchens.com. Again, they will ship it right to your house or to your friends or your family across the country or for you. We're getting some uh you know ship to here for the holidays i'm handing them out to some of my friends around town a little local, just a little gift you know it's not break the bank right but it 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 has some ceremonial value to it instead of like a gift card or cash or whatever i mean cash is king i get that but i'm handing out a little box of fudge four four pieces half pound of some friends and all good there fudgekitchens.com hello jack connell let's talk about in the nfl slate today flyers are on fire my two picks are the vikings and the bills uh, the Eagles were in that too of teams to win one. Um, anything else? Patting myself on the back. That's it. Tottenham Hotspur is on fire, which I love. A big win after going on a slide. What's going on in your world there, Jackie Poo? Nothing. I'm just living as the NFL world continues, just knocking out Christmas shopping as the holiday season oh. continues. And does anybody do yeah. more Christmas shopping or complaining about popcorn prices than Jack Connell? I it's I don't complain. But I enjoy holiday shopping. It's not a bad thing. Okay, I just we've been talking about holiday shopping now for about a month. Well, because it's I have a large family. I have a lot of it's a lot of moving pieces here. How many people are you getting gifts for, Jack? I think it's like I think the last count was like twelve. I think it is mean, a large. I think I I gotta remember the exact number. Some people get more than one gift. Some people just get one. I gotta make because listen, you can't leave one person out. Like because then you're like you for. I wonder why you ask me every day for a race. <laughs> Got to pay for all these things. Jack has not. No, Jack's the, just the perfect employee. And Jack's a beast here. And all our team here at Not For Long Media has been awesome. And we're expanding and growing. And I know every show I try to go through the list of our shows, and I can't do it. There's so many of them now, and it's been so much fun. But check out our, our really our whole network. We're trying to provide the viewer, the listener, the people that are listening, something for everybody. And uh, I think we have. I think we have. We're getting there, at least. We're starting to really round it out and – it's been super, super fun. All right, Jack, which way you want to go today, bud? How do you want to start this thing? You know, actually, one thing that came into my head that I thought was interesting. I'll start with this. Last year, sports last week, Sports Illustrated, or two weeks ago, Sports Illustrated came out with the uh, was it the 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 sports person of the year, mm -hmm. Deion Sanders. Before I get my thoughts, what are yours to that, Jack? I know that wasn't on our pre-show list, but do you think Deion's the the person in sports of the year? I feel like no, just because like, yeah, like he's going to have a really great thing going at Colorado. I mean, and yeah, they were really exciting for two, three weeks. I mean, you can't just give it to a college football program that went four and eight and had two really good games when, I mean, there's just so many moving pieces of the negatives of Colorado's football team this past year. Like I said, they will be very, very good next year. This was a ground up project literally for him. So 
it's nothing really negative about him. I have high hopes there, but it's just like I feel like there's a lot more deserving people. And you could have given it to Dion next year, like if they make a serious push. But yeah, they could. There's far I think too my, many. When my my first rebuttal to that would be, who else you give it to? Jokic. Eh, he's a stud. He's been doing it, but like, does that really move the needle? Does that sell magazines? Not really. And then like, who won it in hockey? I should usually know that. I'm trying to think, like who who won the Super Bowl last year? Chiefs. They've already done it. Mahomes. Can't give it to Mahomes. You know, as I'm saying, like, I don't know. You know, like it's tough. There's not a lot this year. Now there's a lot going on. Don't get me wrong. There's more going on now than ever. People could have done. I feel like I mean, it's kind of granted it was a little bit heavy. He could have done Otani. I mean, he had an yeah, amazing he season. Hurt. He got hurt. But he also he had the World Baseball Classic. No doubt. He could he could absolutely been that person. That's a legitimate. I like that, Jack. I like that. I, I would say he would be the only one. I'll say this to Dion. And people get all hung up on Dion and the transfer portal thing. He's done a lot of things publicly that usually happen privately. Let's just be frank. The transfer portal and asking kids to transfer and all that stuff. That's completely normal practice in college football. Let's be frank there. It's yearly scholarships. They're year to year. The other thing is where Colorado football was, was literally the basement. And not just the basement, like they were the basement in the basement. They're like the crawl space in the back. Like no one cared about Colorado football. Now they're in a new, you know, conference. They have season tickets sold out. He moved the meter way beyond just wins and losses. Yes, they were thin. And everybody knew they were thin. That's why they were like crazy underdogs in all these games because O-line, D-line, they didn't have the horses to do it. They didn't have them before. That's why Deion's asking for all these guys to transfer in. They just got to commit for the number one offensive line and the offensive tackle in the country, which is a big deal. So, and I'm sure they got plenty in transfer portal. So, uh, I mean, I get it. Is he deserving of the Sports Illustrated Person of the Year? Who knows? But I'll tell you what, he's going to sell magazines. People are going to pick up that magazine and read it. So for Sports Illustrated, I think it's a good move just for the fact, fact that people are going to read it and no one's reading magazines anymore. So I thought that was an interesting topic and we need to talk about it last week. I'm a Dion fan. I think uh, he's obviously really successful for a reason. He's driven. He's going to have success, and they're going to be a better program, and they're going to be the story of college football again next year. You know they're going to be because they're going to win. Their hair's going to be on fire, and the team's going to be better than last year, and they're going to win seven, eight games, and they're going to be ranked in and out of the top 25. I mean, they were literally the story of the world, if sports, for the first four weeks of the season. I mean, everybody was doing their shows there, so I don't know. We weren't planning to talk about that, but from interesting stuff there. What do you think about the punt return last night for the Ravens, Jack? Big time. Any blocks in the back on there, pal? A couple of them. Don't throw the flag. Everyone's sick of throwing a flag. Yeah, but no, it was great to see. I mean, like, I mean, we'll probably talk touch on a little bit later, but it wasn't the first punt return touchdown. But any punt return touchdown is a great touchdown in my eyes, especially a game winner in overtime. Like, it's a truly. I mean, I can't put words to it. I mean, he was what the backup punt returner, if I remember that correctly. And it's just, I don't think he's ever touched the ball, t- caught a punt in the league before. And the fact that he did this against in what was a shootout of LA, I mean, LA looked really, really great that game. Odell Beckham looked sensational that game. It was just really the cherry on top of that really, Cooper really nice Cup, offensive. And that, there were some skilled players going at it there. So, Tylen Wallace's game winning 76 yard punt return touchdown. That's the first punt return of his career. So, talk about stepping up in your moment and making a big play. Big props to him. Big props to the return team of Baltimore. And this goes to show you the power of Harbaugh. I've heard from multiple people before that he's in the special teams meetings. That's not always the case. Your you know head coach bounce around different meeting rooms, or he has you know press conferences, or he's 
kind of in and around the facility. They're not always in the special teams meeting, maybe an offensive meeting, maybe a defensive meeting. It depends on what side of the ball they work with more. But Harbaugh's a special teams coach. He's, you know, was known for his time working with Andy Reid in Philly early in his career, took the Ravens jobs, had a ton of success there. And you, you see it, you see the impact because that's only the fourth punt return in the history of the NFL in overtime to win a game, walk off. So it happened earlier this, this year with Xavier Gibson week one with the Jets. So pretty impressive stuff there. And uh, that's that's the power. That's the impact of the head coach putting an emphasis on special teams. It can win you football games. It can also lose you football games very, very quickly. And you see that a lot more than it wins you football games. And, you know, talk about the Eagles a little bit here. We dive into that. I think the Eagles, they say they haven't put a complete game together. They haven't played enough complimentary football just from watching. Right. I'm not in the building. I don't know. I think that's the one thing people get twisted. There's so many things that go on that lead to player success and failure. But the complimentary football, the Eagles has been so, 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 so good. It's like the Niners, right? The offense, they go up 7 nothing. Now you're playing catch-up, and then you can let these pass rushers eat, and then they get the man-to-man coverage, and they're bringing pressure. Right? The Eagles were doing that last year because it was all complimentary. Eagles Super Bowl run, they had great special teams and really good special teams players. So to me, when you have the Ravens who play this complimentary football game of like, it's not always perfect on offense, but their defense plays well and their special teams plays well or whatever it is, they kind of pass the baton. They all play okay to great somewhere in that phase. That's what the Eagles are missing, in my opinion. I'm curious to hear your thoughts, Jack. You grew up in the area. But to me, when the Eagles can put a game together, all three phases, it doesn't be great, but like they can't beat themselves. And I think that's why the defense is struggling this year is because they're spending a lot of time on the field compared to last year. I would, I wonder what those stats are. I wonder what those numbers are. Yeah. I mean, I tweeted this out last night during the game. It honestly, I just feel like it is, there are some issues with the schematics and everything. I just feel it's a very Occam's razor situation, which is usually whatever is the most obvious answer is the correct answer. And this team is just exhausted. They have been put through the ringer the last seven games. You're talking about two of the three best teams in the AFC and the Chiefs and the Dolphins. You're talking about the two best teams in the AFC. I mean, even outside of them, the Cowboys and the Niners, Cowboys twice. And then you also had Buffalo, who was a playoff team, and Washington, which was a divisional game. And probably about four of those games, you're playing from behind. So you're talking about a defense that's had to play from behind. And a lot of these were primetime games, really rough rest disparities between teams were having a buy or 10 day or whatever rest. And then you're coming off a six day week or whatever. I just feel like this team is gassed and I don't blame them. I mean, you're looking five and two again in that stretch. You take down Buffalo, you take down Kansas city, you beat Miami, you beat Dallas once. And then, yeah, you got your teeth kicked in the last two games. You're still 10 and three. If you went out, you win the division. Uh, I mean, it's rough. They need to get it together, but I mean, it really, I think the biggest thing for them is just getting rested up for this stretch down the road, especially when Jalen Hurts really wasn't fully healthy. I don't think that's really an issue for their offense. It's just a thing that doesn't help them. So, I mean, I think they'll be fine, but it's that, that is what, to me, is the biggest issue. Yeah, I mean, you bring up some really fantastic points. There's a couple things that are question marks for me. Why doesn't DeAndre Swift get the ball more? Why isn't he getting more volume carries? Why aren't they leaning on people more? and saying, hey, listen, we're just going to run the football. We're not going to ask any questions. We don't care what front you give us. We're going to run it, maybe do an RPO off it to flip it out there if it's some egregious look where they're trying to stop the run. That would be my one thing. I think defensively they have the personnel. I really do. Everyone's like, oh, that's the defense. They don't have the corners. It's like, well, before the season, you could argue it was the best defensive backfield in football. Now with Bayard, you could argue it's on paper the best in football, but their performance hasn't been there per se. And there's been signs all season long 
leading to that situation. But to me, what makes the Eagles defensive good and the defense in Washington good is like their front, right? Especially before the trade deadline for Washington. It's like their front's that good. It doesn't even matter who's back there. So I think it's complimentary football. Again, like the Eagles need to win, score on offense. That's the best offense, probably player for player in the NFL, other than the Niners. When it comes to youth and veterans and high money guys, it's hard to find two pro role receivers, a pro bowl tight end, second round pick running back, the best quarterback in football, the name Patrick Mahomes, and the best O line in football. Like they don't exist. That does not exist in the world. So their scheme, which everyone's like, they got to run it. They got a fullback, tight end. Yeah, I would love all that, but that's not how they're built. They don't run that type of scheme. You don't just change what you have. They run a very college spread offense, which is completely fine. Teams in the league do it. Cincinnati does it. They went to the Super Bowl doing it. Eagles went to the Super Bowl doing it. It's fine. Uh, Kansas City does it, right? But it, you got to win your one-on-one matchups consistently. You can't really cover up weaknesses, and your strength needs to be your offensive line play. So, no, Jack, you bring up great points. I think one thing, too, to talk about is Seattle, that game on Sunday, getting bumped to a Monday. So let's take it back. The Eagles were in Dallas. They'll get home late. Uh, it was a four. It was a late, late game. So they're getting in, going to bed at like four in the morning. So Sirianni probably gave them off today. They'll probably come in Tuesday, off Wednesday. Maybe they travel out there early to Seattle. I wonder how that goes. We'll see. Monday Night Football, that's a late, late game. A lot of travel, but you will get a nap before that game, which is key for players. I know that sounds weird for people to hear, but you'll get up in the morning, get some breakfast, do a walkthrough, and then get a nap before the late game. So lots to unpack there for me, but I think it's a blessing this game got moved to Monday. Now you'll be on another short week, but I believe it will be the Giants, Jack, right? At that point in time, I know they finished Giants. Yeah, Cardinals, I mean, Giants. yeah, it's Giants, Carl's Giants. So yes, we'll see. And other- Good. No, I was going to say, and the other thing, I mean, I really say it's a knock on Deshaun Desai, but I think this this defense and the it's really showing these last couple of weeks of the scheme is Eagles fans really didn't know how good they had it with Jonathan Gannon until it was gone. I mean, yeah, again. I, 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 I just I, don't, like, I hear you on that. I think you're right, Jack. But, like, I think Jonathan was great because the defense was great. But is it Jimmy's and Joe's or X's and O's? Like, are guys playing well on defense or Deshaun Desai just calling a bad game because that's what he wants to do? That's where I'm at, like with fans. And you're not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, it's not always the coach. It's not always the coach. And yeah. people don't want to hear that. Like, yeah. it's it's a malpractice. Is Sean Desai out there with 10 players? Like, you got to make tackles. Is that Sean, Sean Desai? No. And that's what I'm saying. It's not a knock against Sean Desai. I'm just saying, I feel like Jonathan Gannon, especially you see it at Arizona during this the beginning stretch of the year when they were really in every single game, it's just their defense looked creative. I mean, I feel like we're not seeing a whole lot of creative stunts from the front. I feel like it's not really elaborate. I feel like it's just basic, get up, get up there and get pressure. But they're also very good enough that they can do that. They don't need the lean on schemes. I'll but say this too. They've also been down every game. It's really hard to play defense when you're down in a football game. You got to create turnovers. You got to press. You know your offense is not playing well. I mean, how many games in a row they've been down at the halftime? Five, double digits. And that's and that's what goes back to my initial point: is this defense is and overall this team is exhausted because of that of those circumstances. Like, yeah, it, it, it's a similar right. NBA parallel is the Milwaukee oh, Bucks God. NBA. It's during the Steph Curry when okay. Steph Curry and the Warriors and Giannis and his championship. They did so well so long in the stretch because they beat up on teams 
in the third quarter, they got on, they went on cruise control. They either sat on the bench or they weren't the focus of offensive possessions. And that rest was huge. Getting up big in games and not having to be in as many rotations or you're not like you have a 12, like a 12, 14 point cushion where you don't have to be. I mean, obviously you're going to be going, go, go, go because you're out, you're in the NFL and a crucial possession. But I mean, like you can let off the gas a little bit. You can get rotations in there. You can get some young guys, some much needed reps. If you have that big of a lead, I think that's an, like, if you don't have blowout games, you don't really get that opportunity. No question. No question. I'll tell you a place that will give you opportunity, though. That's Wealth Advisory Services. If you don't know me, you should. WealthAdvisoryServices.com. They are uh, really the glue behind me, my family, and been able to help me do a lot of things in, in my life when it comes to investing and real estate. And, you know, they help businesses with the 401k plans and their personal 401ks, and they're just fantastic. Check them out, WealthAdvisoryServices.com. Do a great job working with people across the country. Uh, working with some of my buddies in the NFL college football. So lots to talk about with them. Always wealth advisory services, hit me up. I'll send my personal contact to Paul and really get you started on your kind of what's next for you. Whether you have a little bit of money, a lot of money, you're trying to invest, figure out, have any questions. They're great. there. wealth advisory. All right, Jack, what do you think of this mid season tournament for the NBA? I thought it was a hit. I thought it was a hit. Yeah. I thought they did a great job. I thought they grabbed the headlines. Uh, I was interested in it. I didn't watch it, but it, piqued my interest i thought they did a nice job celebrating for the lakers having fun uh, it was overall a good product what do you think jack yeah i was dead wrong about this in-season tournament the only knock i have against it and i think it's something adam silver mentioned too is just the courts i think it's great to have interesting court ideas i just feel like some of them were just really rough to look at but i mean the product of the game itself was incredible i think one of the biggest is well their goal was to get attention for themselves in the middle of the NFL season instead of having to wait until February. That was the goal of the in-season tournament, and their worry was, will players even care about it? Like, are they just going to come in and dog it? It's like, oh, it's a small money lump sum. It's not the finals. Like, it's just an asterisk. Like, people really won't care about it. And everybody cared. I mean, LeBron James was dominant. I, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton, and that's a big thing. Like, you get to see teams like the Pacers that would have you would never expect to make a big push get to play in one of the biggest games of the season. I mean, it was really, really great to see everybody be competitive in this game and make it something. I mean, the, the financial game for a lot of these players was worth it. Obviously, the little bronze and Giannis is the world. It doesn't mean anything really to them. But I mean, yeah, to these seven, eight, nine, K. That's a good chunk of money, man. That's that's I know it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme, and I hear you 100%. But but that 500K, you could donate to a charity with that. You could do a lot of good. But I'm saying is the player, like a guy on a $200 million Supermax won't uh, care yeah. nearly as much about that compared to a guy on a one-year $1.5 million contract. You know what, too? It's played in Vegas, so no tax on that game either. No state income tax. That's a big deal. If you play in California, 13% of your money goes away. Whatever that is, 14 15%. So, yeah, no. I, it's good stuff. I, I, NBA, good on you. You know, I, I think your product's boring as heck. Can't foul. All the guys can shoot threes and they're, they're, they don't miss. So, um, yeah, I was, I'm interested, Jack. And then now, they, now they'll have Christmas and then they'll wait for the NBA to end, for NFL to end. So they'll have something like every month, every six, six weeks, they're going to have a it'll be all-star by the time the NFL is ending, it'll be all-star break. And then yeah, by and then, then it's the have, race for the playoffs. Then they'll have that window right before baseball starts and God bless them. See happen. I'll tell you what, as we digress into hockey, I, I, the Philadelphia Flyers, I'm speechless on. And I'm really happy about because it's giving us something to watch during the week. Let's go Flyers, baby. 
I am jacked up. Um, I'm a hockey fan. Everybody knows that listening. Well, I believe McHugh, he'll be out this week too. Uh, he runs the TNT desk for the hockey broadcast. He's fantastic. He had some great stories. Tune into that episode if you're interested. But the Flyers are on fire. They're so fun to watch. The combination of John Tortorella, head coach, Danny Breer as general manager, and president Keith Jones is just a fantastic match. Torts must be laying his head on the pillow every night, smiling ear to ear, being like, Wow, I got a full team buying into what I do. Of course, it's not perfect, but his clip where he's like, we just got balls. We love to stub our toe. We love to end our momentum. We love to, but we just got balls. Like, that's all you want your coach to say is like, you got it. And I'll coach the rest. Like, that was it. And that was, you know, that was like a all the great coaches I played for. It's like, just sell out for me and I'll coach you on the rest. That was great. Um. So Flyers are super fun to watch. They're relevant. If you're a Philadelphia sports fan, you know, I know it's tough times for the Eagles, but the times are really strong. Even the Flyers, who were like an absolute dumpster fire, and people are literally saying like the dynasty should like sell, ownership should sell. So now they invested hundreds of millions of dollars into their own facility to keep up with recruiting and all that free agency stuff, a better product for the players. So really exciting. I know Flyers and hockey is not the biggest thing in the world, but like, it's good stuff, and I'm Jack. Being, I guess it's my show, Jack. So I guess I can talk flyers if I wanted to. <laughs> As no, a wise man, which I'll never forget this. It's a good story. It's a good football story, Jack. Jack asked me today. He said, "What football stories are you going to tell when you retire?" There's a couple of them I'll tell. There's one about a, a Washington Commanders game I played in that I'll tell. That's a good one, and, and that's that's a good, funny story. People will be like, "That's the craziest shit I heard." Um, I'll tell that one, but. Oh man, did I just lose my train of thought, Jack? Because now I'm thinking about that story, and I'm like, "Can I?" You said I tell a, you started with a wise man once told me. Okay, so Ray Richelewski, great football coach, was my tight end coach for the Birmingham Iron, coached at Maryland, coached for the Colts, special teams coach down there. He was McAfee's coordinator for a couple of years. We were like figuring out a personnel situation. And I'm like, we should be signaling. And we had miscommunication between him and them. Like, when the new tight ends were coming on, there should be a signal, this, that, the whole thing. And he kind of snapped at me because he would do that time to time. He just would snap on me. It was like my first or second day. And I'm pretty, like, boisterous when I think it can help the the unit. Not in a negative way, but boisterous in a you know, positive way. And I said, I think we should do this. And he turned around and said, you know what, son? You can, When you get your own team, you can make those decisions. And I was like, uh, this is my first day in Birmingham Iron. Remember that. This isn't like day 20. Like pretty stern into my face. You know that, son? When you get your own team, you can make your own decisions. I was like, well, he's freaking right. I'll never forget that. So when you get your own podcast, Jack, we could talk all NBA and all Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll just be bored out of our mind. No, I'm kidding. Now, NBA did a nice job. The NHL season's in full swing. Lots of drama there. There's going to be a lot of penalties and fines hand out because people were beating the shit out of each other this week on in the NHL. I don't know if you saw that, but it was pure. <clears throat> pure mayhem. Jack, did you uh, happen to catch any college game day? A little Bill Belichick stuff? I really, I mean, I've been so busy holiday shopping every free moment I have oh, in my life. I've <laughs> God, no college game day for you, huh? I, I mean, I watched Army Navy itself a little bit, but I really didn't watch any of the pre college game day, to be honest with you, this week. Okay. Well, I watched it. I watched it and uh, was super. Super excited to get Coach Bill Belichick on there to be able to really dive into him. Like the more we can kind of 
crack the code for Coach Belichick and get him talking for media, the better. And I thought McAfee and the team did a great job getting things out of him. The helmet, putting that on, fantastic. The stories, the connection with Corso and that in the video of Corso, him kind of embracing and getting emotional was incredible. That's an unbelievable thing. Listen, I have no idea what's going to happen in New England. I don't know how this went down, but the conspiracy theorist in me was like, you know what? Maybe this was Rob, Robert Kraft's big thank you to Bill is that we're going to have Army Navy played here. And I can't thank you enough for your service over the years. I'm not saying they're going to move on, but who knows? A couple of years ago, Robert, because I think it's a bidding process and the owners have to pay a lot of to get Army Navy there. Jack's about to chime in with something here. I remember reading it because I was trying to figure out why because it was always in Philadelphia. I believe they chose for the next five years. I don't know if it was a bidding process, but they essentially chose the five biggest northeastern cities to kind of rotate to keep that sort of tradition of always kind of being in between Annapolis and West well, Point. They, 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 they got to fly them. They can't. They got every student has to go to the game, Jack. Well, I, I know, but I'm saying that's like that. That was the reason yeah, yeah. they kind of like kept it up no, they there instead of like. They're not. But gifts. it was. They're not. They're not gifts. They're not yeah, like. Yeah, hey, I mean, New England. It's like a real thing. Because yeah, Jerry it was, wants this. Jerry Jones. Yeah, it How was Philadelphia, uh, Baltimore, Baltimore, Washington, Jersey, New England. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I hear you, but th there's more to it though, business wise. What I don't know, but it was yeah. just really cool to see Coach Belichick on there. If you didn't see that, check that out. McAfee posted a whole thing about like 12 minutes with Belichick. I mean, I hope he gets in the media when he's done, Bill. Obviously, he's not the first – people will die to have him, and I don't see him joining the media, but it would be great to see that. I love how McAfee gave him his flowers. Let's let's get let's get this straight about Coach Belichick. He's the greatest coach of all time. He's the greatest general manager of all time. And McAfee said that, and I'm like, oh, let me think about that. Oh, wait, yeah, he is. And everyone says, oh, Brady. But he found some great players to match up and make it work in a time period in the salary cap era, which was not easy. They went undefeated. Undefeated. Now, they lost in the Super Bowl in some crazy, crazy, crazy plays. But he's the best head coach, and he's the best general manager of all time. Regardless of – Tom Brady could be your quarterback right now in New England, and things would not be going well. I, I firmly believe that. Tom Brady went to Tampa. Let's not get it twisted, folks. And that roster was nasty. I played against them. I played against them in Carolina. Nasty. Like, stupid. Receivers. JPP still in his prime. Shaq Barrett. I mean, two stud linebackers. Great DBs. O-line was really good. I mean, almost all five of them went to the Pro Bowl that year they went to the Super Bowl. So, like, this wasn't just, like, some random team. He, he picked that team on purpose. He didn't pick it for the palm trees. Don't anybody fool you. So, I, I get it. I know there's a lot of bashing Coach Belichick, but in my opinion, I think he's the greatest head coach and GM of all time. What say you, Jack, with the great hair in the back? I mean, I, I I really didn't kid, like right off the jump. I was like general manager, but I mean, more I think about, I mean, eh, I mean, you also have to think a lot, a lot of the of guys. Mean, Jack, a lot of I means. Get right to this. What are your thoughts? But Get it feels it. like I mean, there are some great draft hits, obviously between Edelman, Gronkowski, and some of the other big players he's drafted. But there's also a lot of big players that they brought in were just kind of like you're seeing not really Philly but like legacy guys like Randy Moss like people that wanted to get in on the action and were able to take a lesser contract because they were so great for so long I, I mean I it, it's a tough one I think he's one of the best ones I don't know if I would say outright he is the best general manager of all time I feel like there are some others up there that have constructed some really great rosters numerous times I agree so, I think it's super impressive how you could be a head coach and a general manager yeah 
it's a lot of time and effort. That's a lot of time. Like that's work for two people, obviously, <laughs> but that's work for 20. I mean, it's unbelievable. So no, it's a good points, Jack. You're, you're on fire today. You're doing good. Doing a nice job. Super impressed. What do you think about Patrick Mahomes in this little injury situation? I mean, this little uh, situation last night with people on the line and Kadarius Tony and that whole drama. I like the ecstaticness of it. I love that he is showing passion, but it's dead wrong and it does make him look bad in a sense. Like I'm all for like if you're pissed off, like I get if you wanted to like lay into Kadarius Tony and say like you gotta get this right or his teammates right, but it it makes him look wrong, especially like. The, there have been penalties in the past where players have flipped out the refs and people like 50 50 on the air and they're like oh he really maybe he was on sides whatever i mean this was every single person in america saying yeah Kadarius tony was way off sides like you will get any angle they will tell you and it just really makes him look bad like i would get one thing if he just said in the post-game press conference so he didn't have to publicly say Kadarius tony if he was just like, yeah, like refs got to be better, or whatever, we got to be better as a team, something like that. But to go and pretty much yell and scream at the ref on the field, say it to Josh Allen in the post game, like whatever that was, just being like, oh, the refs were bullshit or whatever like he said to them. I don't like it. I mean, I'm sure he'll be fine. Does it tarnish his legacy? I'm sure everybody's kind of had those moments where they've kind of been pissed off about that. But yeah, I really wasn't that big a fan of it. Yeah, you know what? It doesn't really bother me, the whole screaming and yelling thing. I don't know. I try to be open-minded about that stuff, but it didn't really bother me. Mahomes going crazy. I love the passion. I love the fire. I think it's hard for fans, but peace both sides of their mouth. I want them to be happy uh, when we do well, extremely happy and over exuberant and chugging and cheers and, and crying. And, and then like when we lose, like, and something goes wrong, that's not fair to be pissed. Yeah. I think there's some sort of professionalism. It takes to be, NFL quarterback, and I love that fire and comp competition. I mean, the guy's being held back by his team. Like, you don't think that guy wants to win? And let's be honest, that play would have been one of the best plays in NFL history, period. Rival game, at home, and Kelsey ripped that thing on an absolute rope. Some people are saying that's the future of football. Good luck finding a tight end that played quarterback in college that can throw the ball like that in the middle of a game. Have the calmness. I mean, what do you think his heart rate was when he made that throw? He whipped it. Boom. That was a dead spiral. Like, what on the money to Tony who could have walked in the end zone? My slow ass could have scored. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I get it. Usually you're warned, Jack. This is a procedure. You point out to the ref. The ref tells you to get back, gives you a thumbs up, whatever it is. Even if he tells you, he gives you the thumbs up and you move up a little bit. They gave you the thumbs up, so you're good to go. But when you don't go out, look out there and point, maybe all game long you've been close. Or it's been a topic of conversation with the Chiefs because their tackle lines up deep or whatever that may be. Like, some point, like a penalty is a penalty. Yes, it's a tough call, but to me, I get he's pissed because it wasn't just like a big play. It was literally a pretty much a walk-off winner. Gee, Bills would have some time, but still down four, wouldn't be able to kick a field goal. They'd have to go for a tutty. So interesting stuff, Jack. Mahomes, Reed, are they the best tandem quarterback uh, head coach tandem in the league? People were saying Sirianni and Hurts, but. No, I mean, there are several great quarterback coach tandems, but I mean, the track record of Mahomes and Reed, especially with the proven success they had, pretty much being the current NFL dynasty, it's absolutely them. I mean, there's a few others I put up there, like Harbaugh, Lamar, like Purdy Shanahan. Like, there's a couple up there, but Tua, McDaniel, I mean, that's really, nobody comes close to Reed and Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, that's... 
And he got buried here in Philly. Buried. I mean, people buried him constantly. I was happy for him to get out of here. But, I mean, I think he was too, and I think fans always loved Andy. Like, no matter what, you know, like, yeah, tough times, but, like, they always will love him. So, what else is going on, Jack, as we wrap things up? Anything? I think Phil Martelli is about to take over as Michigan's head coach. There's, like, a yeah, bunch of st- – so, the, it's unclear what's going on. It's pretty much all behind doors. I don't know. I'm just kind of basing this off of the rumors and swirling. So, obviously, the big rumor that's swirling and is on message boards or whatever college boosters use is – Jawan Howard has pretty much had two strikes on him for physical altercations between coaches, whatever. One, he did and, one live in a game. Yes. And there was a rumor that he got into it with his strength and training coach. I don't know if his strength and coach of Michigan basketball, strength just in general for Michigan, but he Imagine got him an altercation. director at Michigan right now. No. All fall, you had to deal with the hardball stuff. You're trying to offer hardball extension. He probably has or has not taken it yet. I don't know, but I know he's looking to get in the NFL. And now you got this, like legit basketball program, not just like some regular old Joe, like elite eight team, and your head coach who's a former NBA guy and an alumni, part of Fab Five, like is part of like the fabric of Michigan basketball. And now you're gonna boot him. And apparently he's oh, been on the y'all. bench, like he's still been on the bench, but Martelli's been the acting coach for a few games. I don't really follow college basketball. It's just something I've kind of just popped up my radar earlier today, especially with Martelli's Philly background. So that's something to keep an eye on as that continues to progress. And eventually I'm sure we'll leak out what happened. The saga, if you will. Yeah. We'll see, Jack. We'll see. Listen, I appreciate everybody tuning in. Shout out to our friends over at Shoreboy, shoreboy.co. Love their apparel. Beautiful stuff for down the shore. They'll customize it for your Jersey Shore point. We all have our favorite. Mine is Kate May. What's yours, Jack? You an Ocean City guy? Yeah, I like Ocean City just because, I mean, all the beaches, the beach itself is always going to be the same. There's, I have two choices. I like LBI. Well, for the beach itself, I like Long Beach Island because it's quiet. Yeah. It's empty. Like You get to enjoy the full enjoyment of the beach without being five feet away from somebody. And I throw – what's that? No, you're good. Yeah, continue. And then I was going to say, I like Ocean uh, Ocean City just for the town and the boardwalk. Like, it's very calm. You like, get a, it's everything. You get a couple distance. shots up so you can get the free jersey, maybe. With the, like, hyper-inflated ball. That's only, I think, I don't think they have that Ocean City. I think that's only Wildwood. It'd be Wildwood down where I'm at in Cape May, Childwood. Uh, good stuff, Jack. Yeah, shortboard, shortboard.co, Jack. Got some swag with them. Our friends over at Fuel Hunt. I did a little speaking thing with them last week. It was so cool. Love their brand. Love their mission. Fuelhunt.com. Check them out. That's it, Jackie. Short one today, short sweet. Just want to touch on some topics. BS with Jack. Get on here and thank everybody for your support and Alpha Long Media. Thank you to our sponsors. More to come. Check out all our shows. We're out. See you guys.